Hello. Hey. So I'm looking at my cat right now. Oh, Remy. I almost asked which one, but I'm the one with four. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I only have one to keep track of. So far. He's on this tacky pool bench that we got. It's like a bench for sitting on between rounds of pool, but right now we just don't have furniture. So (laughs) Yeah, I've I've seen that one and it's not my style. (laughs) It's cool. It like looks nice in terms of like just it existing but <laughs> it's yeah i i like it in some ways like it's high quality or whatever but yeah it's tacky as fuck uh but anyway that's not what i want to talk about why i wanted to ask you a question okay it's about my cat remy oh i love remy he's the best but here's the thing do you think he knows how cute he is discuss yes that's a cat that knows how cute he is he flops around to people. He yells at people who aren't paying attention to him. Mm-hmm. That it, like almost a criticism of like, I'm sorry, what could you be doing? <laughs> Do you see all this? Yeah, like what is your excuse? You don't have a legitimate excuse. There does not exist a good enough excuse to not be paying attention to all this. Yeah. Okay, that's good. I I have texted that question to multiple friends because sometimes I worry about it. Like I. I compliment my cat to an obscene degree. Like, basically, if I'm just, like, muttering to myself, I'm probably also singing a song to Remy. Yeah. I sing whatever songs are stuck in my head, but to whichever cat is on my mind at the time. <laughs> Do you think your cats know? Your cats have lots of different personalities, so I'm not sure. Danjin is easily too dumb to realize that, for We will sure. post pictures of these cats. Yeah, he has <laughs> so no idea. So you can idea. see for yourself. Dan, he's so cute, though. How would he not know? He, because he doesn't get the concept. He just thinks people are nice to him because people are nice. Yeah. You know? He is really dumb. Luna, yeah, she probably does. She probably realizes it. She's a little prissy. Yeah, and I rain down praise on her all the time. Eris is the same way and, like, visibly gets happy whenever we are, like, she starts purring and, like, preening and stuff when we're like, oh, Eris, you are mm-hmm. empress. We will worship you until the end of time. She's like. She knows. Yeah. So, seven, I don't know. I don't know if she knows if she's cute, but I know she knows sh- that she's important. Yeah, that's, she's she's more than just appearance, and she yeah. knows it. Yeah, she's <laughs> the, the favorite. Okay, we got that important business out of the way. <laughs> right, everyone needed and wanted to know that. <laughs> yeah. Now, listeners, you know more about our cats. We will be posting pictures. Please vote in your favorite. If you don't vote for Remy, you're dead to me. Yeah, and I don't care as much, so you can go ahead and vote for Remy if you want. Oh, fuck yeah. But I will say that Danchin is a black cat, you know, oh, classic IWW symbol. So if you're a Wobbly fan, you might vote for him. Remy's orange, and that's kind of close to red. Mm. But I also call him Prince, which is not very communist. Ooh, ouch. Yeah. Sorry. You're going you're gonna to get dinged by the anti-monarchist, <laughs> which hopefully <laughs> is everyone... <laughs> Yeah, right. Who's still for that now? Losers. Yeah. Okay, let's get going. All right. What do you want to learn about today? Uh, oh, shit, I forgot. UBI. <laughs> I want to learn about UBI. All right. UBI. What is a UBI? It stands for Universal Basic Income. I know that. Good. Good deal. That was a That was a diagnostic test to see where you're at. It's a universal basic income, like you said, and definition-wise, well, I guess, what do you want to know about it? Like, do you want to just kind of run through some questions overall? 
Yeah, basically, we talked about this a little bit last week in the teaser, but I want to know if it's good because I see lots of different kinds of people floating it. Sometimes it's like a very cool leftist that I follow. And then sometimes it's a tech bro and I don't trust those. <laughs> yeah. That's suspicious. Yeah. And like, I, I, you know, the whole Yang gang phenomenon was very mm-hmm. strange to me because like the weirdest fucking people would be for him. And now whenever I see a blue hat icon on Twitter, I'm like, I'm giving them the side eye. Like, what does that mean? I think it means you're you're part of the Yang Gang. A blue hat. Mm-hmm. All right. Maybe you mean something else. Maybe I don't know. I, hey, you are our social media <laughs> oh, uh, guru, so that's on you. You got to know. Okay. That. I can handle weird Reddit stuff, but even yeah. that I would do poorly. So. <laughs> Here, okay. The number two definition on. Urban Dictionary symbolizes your Yang Gang. Okay, so it's official. If it's in Urban Dictionary in any of the top five (laughs) non-joke entries, then. Yeah, right. So yeah, those guys are always for it, and that always makes me suspicious. I just, I have questions. Like, I feel like it's one of those things that it just doesn't seem very stable. Yeah, we'll we'll get into the pros and the cons of it, I guess. Okay. Uh, And yeah, we'll eventually, I guess, evaluate... Where we think, where we think it is, okay. should leftists support it? Should they support it over other things? That sort of, that whole thing. But let's talk about what it is first. Uh, the me. universal basic income idea is the idea of giving everyone in a society a fixed amount of income. Okay, that's what everyone can agree a universal basic income <laughs> is. Okay. There are different uh, variations therein and even different terms of it. Like the main Wikipedia page on this is called just basic income. Mm -hmm. But they say also called universal basic income, citizen's income, citizen's basic income, basic income guarantee, living stipend, guaranteed annual income or universal demo grant. Okay. Lots of things you can call it. Money. Past the agreed upon definition, everybody gets some money. Mm Mm-hmm. There's a lot of disagreement in terms of like how much people would get, how often they'd get it, who'd get it in terms of like eligibility stuff. Because to be really universal, it'd be everyone. But like people disagree on 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 that. I disagree. So (laughs) I disagree unless some serious changes are made. Okay. All right. Do you want to elaborate? My first question with UBI is. If you just gave everyone $1,000 a month, which is not enough money to live on, let's make it bigger. And to make it clear to the audience, that would be what Andrew Yang supported in his... That was 1000 right? Yeah, it was a th- It was called the Freedom Dividend. It was $1,000 a month for every adult. That's... Okay. First off, that's not enough money. <laughs> okay. Like, what, yeah. what do you do with $1,000? That, mm-hmm. That's not... That wouldn't cover my rent, you know? Yeah. So you give this... Money. Let's say it's more than that just for the sake of argument. Let's just say, I'm just going to throw out a number. Let's say it's 5K. I don't know. That's a lot, but I, I am a bougie bitch. So okay. <laughs> you give everyone that money. First off, we're still in capitalism. So like some people don't need that money. I know lots of people who don't need that money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, like tons of people. And to be, like I said, to be true, truly universal, it would have to go to everybody. Rich and poor alike, without any sort of means testing at all. So you, like, you're right. You would be giving it to people who don't need it. You'd be giving it to rich people. 
Well, okay. So I say that and then I, I kind of cringe at myself because I remember when Bernie Sanders was running and he was talking about universal college. Everyone was like, well, I don't want to pay for a rich kid's college. Uh-huh. And I'm like, well, I thought that was an annoying argument, but here I am kind of doing the same shit. All right. So this would be, this was going to be my defense of it too, was that <laughs> you remember sniveling Pete Buttigieg, neoliberal Ugh. darling, went out there and said, yeah, we shouldn't pay for rich people. I don't want, I don't think the people like me should have free college, you know. He did whatever he does. His best Obama impression. He has a very punchable face. I want to take his lunch money. <laughs> <laughs> he was saying that same thing. We shouldn't pay for rich people's colleges. Now, the the retort for both, of, both situations, for mm-hmm. the free college for everyone argument and for the UBI argument would be this that supporters would want those rich people who are getting those benefits anyway, they would want them to pay their fair share. You this, you would have to change something else too. You'd have to change the tax code. You'd have to build okay. a tax code with teeth enough to make sure to get from those rich people more than what you're giving them. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. So like it's, you know, a really good benefit for us because we're not paying nearly as much in taxes to pay for this service of free college, of free mm-hmm. UBI. You know, and a lot of people would basically not be paying anything for it and it would be free money for them. But for the rich person, they're paying for like 10 college educations and they're only getting one. The same thing with the UBI. They uh, would be paying multiples of thousands of dollars to get just the 1000 for them, the 1000 for okay. their spouse, whoever, you know. I guess I don't understand then, like, why they would need to be included. Like, wouldn't it be easier just to not give them that money? It just feels like, here, I'm going to give you money and then you're going to give me some back. Like, that seems that seems weird. Ideally, it wouldn't be too... So the better ways of dispersing this would make it to where it's not, like, too red tape-y. You know, mm-hmm. it would just be all taken care of kind of on the back end, wiring money or whatever. Yeah, it would be like your tax income or whatever. And be like, there's the line where I got $1,000, but here's the line where I paid a bunch of money. Okay, that's fine then. So it wouldn't be too inconvenient that way. Why should they just get it in the first place? The argument would be to try to make it harder to get rid of. Okay. And have less stigma. That's a good idea. That's a good point. It's just something everyone's entitled to. It's just something mm-hmm. that it's like, you're an American, here's your money. Not, you're some chump, here's some money. Yeah, I struggle with it though, because it's like, why not just fucking give everyone housing? <laughs> like, that's that's a concrete need. I just, I think I struggle with money, not because I'm like one of those assholes who doesn't trust people, like how they spend their money or something. Sure, yeah. But like, it just feels like a more complicated solution to like addressing basic needs. Like if it just, I don't get why it has to be money. Why does it have to be money? So like, why do people need to, for for housing, for example, why should they have to buy it or pay rent basically? Like, couldn't that be provided? Yeah. We've done an episode on landlords and like, we're clear on our stance there, but Mm -hmm. I guess, yeah, I just, I guess I'm confused why people would be proponents of a UBI as opposed to providing other services for free. (laughs) I think that there are two, like that kind of explains maybe the left and right divide there. 
leftists would not be, would want the UBI and the stuff. Mm-hmm. They just, you know, this is just a way to help people for a while. Okay, like a stopgap. Yeah, it's just like, here's some money because capitalism, sadly, has not gone away. Mm, We're going to okay. also try to start taking down capitalism. But like right wing people would want to be like, here's some money. Now, please, let's get rid of the welfare stuff. Let's get rid of anything that would help you in any yeah. other way. And just rely on this slash, you know, actually getting a job, you bum. Yeah, that's what I'm worried about. And you're right that like it's kind of an extra middleman situation of just like giving more money to people to go deal with a terrible situation of having to buy all these shit all this shit that they need to survive yeah yeah it's like treating the symptom of the uh of the main problem right being capitalism yeah yeah it definitely feels like that i mean i'm not opposed like it's a good idea to treat the symptom (laughs) you know i mean we want to do like because there are people who are like accelerationists or whatever who mm-hmm. say like let's make things worse so that people get mad and they overthrow the system. I'm making a face. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it. Yeah, why not? That's just it's causing cruelty. Like I don't care what your intent is. Like that's that's needlessly cruel. You're directly killing people. Yeah, that's human lives. I agree with you. I I would I'm definitely for doing what we can to, you know, help the poor and the unemployed, the homeless, everybody in the moment in this shitty system. Mm-hmm. I think UBI, like you said, is is not doing what we need to do, which is reducing capitalism's power. Mm-hmm. Right. And if we're talking like reform style, this was a gradual thing, eventually hoping to get like move markets out completely. But revolutionary style might be different, but capitalism is you know what what do we need to undermine it it's just like private ownership of the means of production yeah right so we have to get rid of that gradually and that's what you were saying is make it to where housing is not in the market mm-hmm. right make it to where uh food is not in the market Healthcare yeah. is not in the market these things are not bought and sold because they're just things you get for being alive. Yeah, we create them as a society and we distribute them to people who need them. That's what we have to try to get things toward as much as we can. UBI keeps up this monopoly game of buying it and selling it instead of saying, okay, these things you don't buy and sell anymore. These things you just get. Yeah, yeah. So next question is, what's to stop landlords from just raising their rent by however much money? Uh... <laughs> the defense of it would be that the, it's mm, a stupid defense, but the market, um, they would say, if you do that, if Joey, the landlord, Joey, I hate Joey. He just, he's just like, uh, nice UBI checks rolling in. They can give those to me. And he raises around by a thousand dollars. Idea is everybody's going to go like, no, Joey, I don't, I'm not giving my UBI check to you. I'm going to go to whoever when has that ever worked i mean there i mean i I wouldn't completely deny that like the price mechanism sort of works in a way it's not a great mechanism for rent because rent is kind of what is it called inelastic like people need it just means that like the demand doesn't really change for rent Mm, as much as other things because people have to have it yeah, exactly. And I'm like, if enough landlords do that, then we have a real fucking housing crisis on our hands. 
Yeah, that's the thing, too, is landlords are bad. (laughs) We covered that. Episode five. Yeah, they're not necessarily stupid. And they would get it that like, okay, you're getting your UBI check. You're not going to, okay, you're not going to give it all to rent because you do need to make like maybe higher, you know, payments, higher payments on everything else because everything else is going up. But they do want a chunk. I mean, they're going to gradually increase it. Probably not $1,000 all at once, but like they're probably going to increase it. You might make the argument that like, okay, they're dealing with so many evictions and stuff already that like they're just going to be glad that that's off their table. But once that temporary window, which might not even happen, once that's gone, they're coming after your money, man. Yeah. As soon as they start to think they can, it'll happen at some point. Even without this, like rent goes up Mm -hmm. like crazy every fucking year. Mm -hmm. Like, Hmm. there's no way... And given like how fucking slow the legislative process is, unless they build into this UBI bill, like, okay, it's going to go up to match inflation and whatever, then it's going to be pretty useless in like a few years. Yeah, they would have to automatically peg it with the dollar or peg it with something like it would have to be linked. Otherwise, yeah, you're right. It's going to be it's going to be silly. (laughs) and just like oh great i got a thousand dollars i can buy a big mac you know (laughs) yeah (laughs) it'll be stupid uh they would have to peg it to inflation and i think that besides economic downturns where sometimes you do see rents go down because they're really just trying to keep bodies in the place so that they can get some sort of money instead of having 50 percent vacancies except for those times yeah you're right rent steadily will increase so Yeah. But if you pack it to inflation, there's the argument that it might, you know, help you not make, but help you kind of combine it with your other resources to help you out with bills and shit. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't complain about it if someone gave me that much money. (laughs) But I would, I think I'm also in a position where I'd feel bad, like, I don't need it. Should I use it for something else? Like, (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I guess people could make that decision, but that gets down to your favorite thing, charity. Ugh, so many feelings about it. It's $1,000 they could give to a good cause Ugh. if they choose to. They could also they just go down to people. Vegas. <laughs> exactly. I don't trust people. <laughs> That's why you want to be the tax czar. I do. I'm just, <laughs> it should not be an option. Give me your money. I need it now. It's your money and I need it now. (laughs) It's your money and I need it now. It's my slogan. Okay. Question. Yeah. What about people without homes Mm -hmm. and undocumented people? People who basically kind of traditionally fall through those cracks on welfare and stuff like that. They're probably left out of this, huh? It depends. I'll tackle the undocumented part first. Advocates of uh, of a universal basic income, honestly... Most of them talk about it in terms of the benefits going to citizens. Mm-hmm. So in their schemes, yes, they. I think that they mean that as a feature, not a bug. And I think that they do want that to go only to people who are citizens. That's shitty. You could probably, you know, give people who are otherwise good faith leftists uh, a pass and assume that they probably mean some version of it that would go to everyone who lives in the United States regardless of their status. Okay. The ones that I've looked at 
Most of them focus on monthly payments of some sort, monthly stipends. So even if you had, you know, seasonal migrants, uh, that it seems like something you could do. You could manage like, Hey, you know, you were in the country for this many months. You were a resident here as a resident, you get this payment. Okay. It seems like you could do that now. Right. Wingers definitely are not trying to pay <laughs> anybody who's undocumented for sure. Of so. course they're not. Okay. And then the, the homeless population, I don't think it would, I, uh, I think that the disbursement methods or whatever, how you get the money out to people, or it's going to be best in either a tax break or refund for people with incomes who file taxes. That's going to be mm-hmm. the cleanest, simplest way to do it because you just pop it in there with everything else. Yeah. Paying people through their paychecks is another option because you just put it on there. It's like a reverse of your social security withdrawal. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Or you could just wire pe- wire money directly into people's banks. So for anybody like a lot of homeless people would be um, who don't have access to that. You could just set up, you could just establish places where you disperse direct cash payments. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was thinking like, they don't have any of those options, you know, like they often don't have mailing addresses. So yeah. Yeah. You'd have to have a, they have to have the, the UBI office. Mm-hmm. Okay. You'd restrict it. You'd be like, mm-hmm. Hey dude, if you are, if you get a page, you know, whichever of these you decide, if you have a bank account, you're getting it that way. Or what, if we decide paychecks, you're getting it that way or tax, mm-hmm. like whatever, whatever is best, I guess. I don't know of those, which one's more popular, but like whichever that one is, you do it that way unless, and then you do it this way unless, okay, and then yeah, you do it this yeah. way and this. And then if you can't do any of those cash payments, cause you don't want jackasses like us showing up there, <laughs> clogging <laughs> up the line when, you know, people who actually need it have to wait that makes sense all right next question so i know we talked about the amount adjusting with inflation and stuff but in your research did you find i mean i'm sure there's not a consensus what are the ballpark figures here that people are throwing out i know yang was a thousand yang was a thousand yeah there was a panel at the university of chicago their school of business notoriously right-wing uh, who argued for granting every American citizen over 21 years old a UBI of $13,000 a year, which is not much more than Yang's. Yeah, okay. That's not much at all. Also, poor 18 to 21-year-olds, you're shit out of luck. Yeah, you got to do what everyone complains about you doing, living with your parents. So <laughs> that'll make the right-wingers happy. It's any, it's It varies. You see a okay. thousand, you see less, you see like two thousand, three thousand in terms of a month. And there's differences in terms of what you're trying to go for, whether you're going for mm, a full basic income, mm-hmm. which you would have to calculate, but it's designed to cover all of people's basic needs. Okay. Or a partial basic income, which is anything mm-hmm. that like, like Yang's. I mean, that's a partial yeah, basic yeah. income which is just trying to cover, you know, just trying to help, but it's not. Yeah. No one can reasonably say that that's, <laughs> that that's good enough, you know? Well, I like the first one. I think that it should be in some way, if you were going to go about this, you should do it to adjust for regional cost of living. In the United States, that's a big deal, you know? Yeah. West Texas money, rural <laughs> area, like that is, those 
places are that's way different than dfw or houston or whatever or new york one of the key things i think they would have to do there is you know peg it to the regional differences and like we mentioned earlier build build in the inflation adjustment mm-hmm. it would be amazing a, a complete feat of of mystery how they could possibly get something as major as this passed in the first place yeah i can't imagine let alone ever going back and changing it one way or the other <laughs> exactly yeah that thing has to be fucking nailed into a place super glued you know locked with three vaults yeah has to be untouchable like social security is now yeah and that's not so untouchable but still <laughs> mm-hmm. i guess that is one of people's arguments for universality is that if everybody gets it it is harder to get rid of because you're not kicking down to the poor Mm -hmm. you know you're not kicking down to people who really just ought to get up off their ass and get a job obviously listeners that said in jest but there you're taking you're taking okay you'd be taking a thousand dollars away or you know to whatever the inflation number is you'd be taking that away from each person each voter and the election like nobody would do that yeah yeah for sure so we talked about if it goes to everybody, like rich people, do you think it'd be better to have it built into like the tax code? We're like, okay, we're going to tax the fuck out of rich people and that'll pay for this. Or would it be better to have it gradated so that like poor people get more or both? I think if you're operating on the logic of the UBI mm-hmm. based on their arguments, they would say, it's better to keep it the same mm. because then you're not operating a welfare scheme. My concern with keeping it the same is I feel like that incentivizes it to be pretty low. <laughs> like, I, I just, I we're going to get into these crazy arguments about like what belongs, you know, what's considered a basic need. How much should that be? You know, like some places are going to be like, well, I'm not paying for birth control. You know, like there's going to yeah. be people who are really scrupulous about that number, you know, like they're not going to account for all situations is what I'm saying. (laughs) You could, I don't know. One way I would consider setting it is take those studies that are like, okay, what percentage of the median income or the whatever thing do people pay on, pay for rent Mm. in this area or whatever. Right. And then you would maybe pay something along those lines. Like, you want to pay, basically, you want to pay people's rent plus, like, yeah. stuff, like, basic stuff. You want to pay some of that, too, unless you're yeah. just doing the partial. Yeah, it's just confusing. It's just like, okay, why why not just do a housing stipend or, which I guess this could be seen as. Damn it, Copper, will you fucking pick our room? <laughs> He's just exploring. We were talking about why not do a housing stipend. Uh, You should. It's a better way to fix it. Okay, yeah. Because I just, I, I'm just concerned, like, how they're going to determine what's essential and what's not. You know, I could see them building the budget and being like, okay, we'll cover some housing. And then let's say, you know, let's put enough money for some health bills. That's yeah. not going to cover everybody's stuff. Let's put some money for food. Let's put some money for internet. People are going to be like, well, I don't know if we need to do that. Like, I'm not saying they're going to break it down in these categories necessarily. Like, mm-hmm. that's not a good idea because because of that. 
But I think, you know, in the process of building that budget, I think people are going to be like, well, what what is actually, quote unquote, necessary? And that's where it's really going to run into some issues there, too, because if this is just done through our government, just through <laughs> a government program or something, right? Through this government. <laughs> yeah. So you got to you got to assume that if you're going the UBI route, you're probably not going the mass mobilization of politics route, because if you are, you're going right on past UBI to something else. You're going you're going to start doing some social democracy. You're going to start doing some reformist socialist shit, right? Yeah, yeah. If if people actually ask for what they're worth and not the fucking crumbs we get, it it would be way different. So yeah, so this is UBI is going to be inherently a technocratic solution. Yeah, that's what it feels like for sure. So you're not going to change the power structure. That means the people in, involved, the people making the decisions, are going to be like you were saying, kind of paternalistic about things. Do you need these things? Because to them, it's chump change. It's not much. They're yeah, they're like, oh, everyone, everyone can pay for internet. You know. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to set the UBI at ten thousand dollars to where a month to where it would make a difference to somebody who would be uh, making these decisions because you don't have any broke motherfuckers making these laws. Yeah, like the the stimulus check where they're like, oh, that should last them two months, <laughs> and it's like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. So they're going to, you know, if for them to feel it, they would actually have to set it really, you know, kind of obscenely high, more than a full UBI for them to realize its effects. So for them, taking away $50 from it or whatever, taking away $100 because you don't need X, Y, and Z, you know, is not a big deal. They weren't feeling the, the whatever money anyway, however much it was. They weren't really feeling it. If it's mm-hmm. anywhere near pegged to the median income it doesn't matter to the rich people who are making the laws yeah so they're going to be callous toward it they're going to be cutting it because their taxes are going to fund this thing and they don't exactly okay so my next question hold on i'm gonna gotta get a prop here i'm gonna put on my my jake tapper mask (laughs) i'm gonna just kind of squish up my face so i have wrinkles strangely pretty effective yeah okay how are you gonna pay for it (laughs) on my notes which um will provide to our patreon kids uh i put the like alternate caps lowercase thing like this (laughs) leaned over spongebob thing yes definitely (laughs) he has all those vibes uh (laughs) jake tapper could eat my butt you can quote me on that (laughs) <laughs> one day if we ever make it big the news organization that reaches out to us is going to be like you've been quoted as saying jake <laughs> tapper can eat my butt <laughs> jake tapper by then is the elder statesman of the press corps and we're just like oh oh no oh like, whoops we're we're persona non grata come on, we're communists it, it would be anyway yeah i stand by it how are you going to pay for it let's tackle the problem <laughs> seriously whatever okay so there's a round this was just complete estimates i had to pull for some for some numbers and stuff to get to get what you're doing here around 327 million people uh living in the united states you multiply that by however much you want to give them and there you go there's your cost uh Mm -hmm. if you want to do just adults you would go somewhere around 253 million if you want to do just citizens then you go around to 230 million uh you take the number whatever it is that you're gonna whoever it is you're gonna pay Multiply it by however much you're going to pay them annually, and there you get your annual annual cost. 
I don't want to do that math. For Andrew Yang, let's say, as I'm, I mean, I take this as like the floor. This is like the <laughs> weakest. I mean, it is American, so you understand it's like weak, but it's kind of the weakest UBI you could possibly. It, yeah, it really one. is. It is uh, bottom of the barrel. On the national level, I should say. Well, um, other countries. I hope we have listeners for other countries that are just like, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> They listen they to this and bad. it's like a pleasant, cool breeze on their way to work while they're biking to work or whatever is mm-hmm. they're, they're like, man, I'm glad I'm not living in America. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's probably, I mean, everybody's got problems. What are you, my therapist? Well, every, <laughs> everywhere else is not a utopia either. You know, they're living through, well, they're living through a increasingly neoliberal hellscape as well. I mean, everybody's trying to gentrify everywhere that they live and every place is starting to look more like other places. I was reading something I read about that, how everything is starting to be more and more like corporate and so places look the same even though they're very far apart, that sort of thing. All right, so Andrew Yang's plan altered just a bit because while I'm willing to go base level... For $1,000 a month for everyone, I'm not willing to play his nationalist game of making it to where you're only a citizen if you get the money. So we're doing this for all adults. Okay, yeah, that's a good compromise. It's all adults at 200, that's 18 and over, because we're not mm-hmm. fucking over the 18 to 21 year olds. Yeah, you're in college, just like the time you need it so you can like study and shit. Yeah, well, this is quite costly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Google put it in scientific notation. Oh, that's how you know. 3.036 times 10 to the 12th, which works out to $3.036 trillion. Oh, that's a lot of money. A year. So what does that do? Like, is everyone a little bit of money? Mm-hmm. This will give ammunition to those who already want to do this, which is, well, we have $3 trillion added to our annual budget we got to cut things we got to cut medicare spending we got to cut medicaid spending we got to cut housing subsidies we got to cut food stamps we got to cut all these entitlements because people are getting a thousand dollars anyway that's bad that's a bad take i mean <laughs> that's what they're gonna do if you add three trillion dollars on it that isn't military spending anyway there, the money is there guys we just have to tax i'm the tax czar come on <laughs> i can get the money Well, okay, so that's just talking about like how much it would cost, right? And Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think you're right that you could totally get this money. I think, and we've said this on the show before, that the dumb move would be to say, okay, let's um, create a tax that is going to cover the UBI. Yeah, that is a dumb move. Because like we said, like people will just be, well, that's the UBI tax or that's whoever Mm -hmm. initiated it. That's their tax and they suck and let's get rid of Mm -hmm. that tax. What you do instead, like Andrew Yang, for example, he wants to support it with like a value added tax. What is that? It's just a weird way to do the sales tax. Okay. The sales tax is like everybody makes the shit and then when you buy it at the store, you pay a certain tax, Mm -hmm. but the value added tax like adds some tax steps in the middle. So like, Mm -hmm. you know, you chop down a tree, you sell it to somebody to make lumber and then they pay you a little tax. Okay. All right, and then all through the supply chain, really, there are these like small taxes. But you can collect that tax back if you sell it to someone, if you sell something to someone else. So like the lumber guy can collect the tax that he paid from the wood guy, 
if he sells it to a furniture maker, you know, and then the furniture maker can collect all that tax back if they sell it to someone in a, in a store or something or a retailer. This sounds real confusing. I don't like it. Basically it ends up, it seems like it, I was trying to understand this too. It seems like it ends up the same amount of money, just like increments all along the way. Okay. That kind of makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. It sounds. I don't care one way or the other. It sounds so just needlessly wonky. Well, most of the rest of the world uses that. Really? So, yeah. So I'm like, I mean, I guess it's Maybe fine. it's good. I don't know. I don't care. You got to figure it out. You're the tax czar. So. Oh, shit. That's on you. No, my job is to be an asshole in like a fur coat because <laughs> I have pictures of ours with fur coats and I'm just will be surrounded by a gang of nerds who are just constantly typing on those little printout calculators. Yeah. It's going to be good. And we're like, we got $2 trillion on our latest calculations. Good job. You get to eat today. <laughs> <laughs> I watched. Okay. Real quick aside. I watched, have you seen the movie Dave? No. Okay, it's on HBO right now. And um, it's cute, but it's also horrifying. So the premise, do you know the premise of the movie at all? No. Dave is, I think it's in the 90s. It's very, it looks very 90s anyway. This guy, so they hire a lookalike for the president who looks, I mean, it's the same actor, so... It looks exactly like him. He <laughs> looks remarkably similar. <laughs> yeah. And um, and so they hire him just for like this one gig. It's like, okay, you just have to like walk down the stairs and wave because it's like a security thing. And then the president ends up go- getting a stroke while like fucking his secretary. Is this guy like, he's got glasses, the glasses or something? Yes. Okay. Yes. I've seen, I've only seen the image of it. I And I guess <laughs> I knew a little bit about the premise that it was the president, but. Yeah. And so, yeah, the president gets caught fucking this lady and has like a stroke during sex or whatever. So they're like, well, we don't want to tell people why he has a stroke. Mm-hmm. And also his chief of staff is Bonko's just buku's crazy. <laughs> and so he's just like, I'm going to do a fucking coup and just keeps hiring the impersonator to stay on and just completely impersonate the president. <laughs> it's amazing. That's awesome. I guess I have to watch Anyway. That. And it ends up being like, this guy really like gives a shit or whatever. He worked at a temp agency before. And so his big thing is, I want to get every American a job. Good. Everyone hates jobs. So uh, <laughs> good luck getting like, I, <laughs> I know it was the least inspired. I'm like, they picked like the most middle of the road ass thing that like every politician says. I am immensely thankful to whoever first in- exposed me to that take about Good. Yeah. The the thing that everyone hates and spends most of the time complaining about, you want to give everyone one of those. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, thanks. Yeah. Not that everyone uh, always drudgery. hates their job, but like there's an aspect of a your job, no do. matter how much you love it, that you hate. Honestly, yeah. If I were a full-time cartoonist, I'd still fucking complain. Yeah. And that's what <laughs> Marx talks about with the alienation of work is it's work. Mm-hmm. They have to pay you to be there. So you, so on some part of you would rather not always, you know, not do that yeah at least as often as you do or whatever but anyway i bring that up because they have this whole scene where he's trying to save a homeless shelter because it's like the first lady's project and he's crushing on her Uh, by the way he ends up getting with the first lady which is very fucking weird okay um (laughs) she's got a type i guess (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> but anyway, and so there's a whole scene of him being like, let's cut the budget. And it's so, I'm just, it's so simplified. I'm just like, there's no way this guy can find this much money in one day. And like, it's just, it's crazy. He brings in his accountant from like his, accountant? his hometown. Oh my God. Yeah, from like his hometown. It's so fucking funny. You got to watch this movie. Jeez. We got, we <laughs> might add this to our long list. Our of- list. Communist movie nights. It sounds really it's stupid. It's not communist at all. It's it's horrifying. This would be a bonus episode, a drunk watch bonus episode. Oh yeah, let's do it. All right. Uh we were talking about don't add a just extra tax on there and call it the mm-hmm. UBI tax cuz then you're a moron. Yes. Uh you want to just scoot it on past the pay as you go act. So did you know this was a thing? They 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 passed a law and it kind of went in and out. Like they took, they didn't have the law for a little bit. They had like a window of time where they like let it lapse, but then they brought it back. Mm-hmm. Thanks to Barack Obama, best president ever. Oh, he signed into law with a surprisingly compliant Republican Congress. I can't imagine why they would <laughs> want to do this. The pay as you go <laughs> act where new spending has to be offset with new revenue. That sucks. That sucks a lot. Unless you specifically add in an exception like, oh, we're we're not going to follow that, you know. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. So that's why everybody goes out there like an idiot. It's like, well, I'd pay for it by, you know, selling yeah. the firstborn child or whatever. Oh, my God. That sucks. So you could just exempt it, I guess, but it might make it harder to pass. But whatever. You exempt <laughs> it and you say, this is just something we're going to pay for and we're going to raise the taxes via our tax czar over here. I mean, this is fantasy land, so yeah. Yeah. I mean, but <laughs> Why the yeah, fuck not? again, if you can do this, you can do better things than this. It, that's the thing is that like, yeah, if we had enough, you know, leftists in Congress or whatever, I'd be going for for way bigger fish than this. Yeah, don't give me fucking UBI. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, at that point you can, you know, you can raise the tax in so many ways. I mean, like there's a lot of ways you could raise taxes in our country that you could even probably convince enough wonks or losers. Uh, you can't, you can't convince right wingers. Of course, but like you could convince like Liz Warren types, you can Mm -hmm. convince, you know, more progressive Democrats or old New Deal Democrats of that, and okay. it could be done. But I mean, like, yeah, raising regular old income tax rates or wealth tax, I think, is Warren's thing. Mm-hmm. Financial transaction taxes. You could lift something that's real stupid. I hope people know about this, but when you pay Social Security taxes, only like the lowest first portion of your income gets taxed for social security. I think it's past $137,000 of income, which is a lot. It's a lot. Of, uh, you know, yearly income or whatever. But past that, you don't get taxed on social security anymore. So it's like a reverse, like, tax. You just tax, like, the poorest The poor people. That people. doesn't make any yeah. fucking sense. The rest of your income does not get taxed on that. Who so did you can that? Just- can I murder them? Parody. I don't. Yeah, parody redacted. I don't know if they're still alive. <laughs> Hopefully, time has done the job for you. But ugh, I don't like. It's just dumb. So like, I hate it. You could get rid of that and raise a lot more money. <laughs> yeah, no fucking shit. Oh Jesus. Yeah, that's just that's like someone looked at it and was like, "What is the least logical thing we can do?" <laughs> they looked at it and they're like, "Man, that's not a good idea." But I'm playing an asshole character, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lawful oh. evil. I got to do that. I have to. Lots of ways to pay for it, but the theme I think is if you can manage to do these things, 
do something better. You're probably, yeah, you're probably thinking too small. <laughs> Waste your time. All right. So that brings me to my, I guess, last couple of questions, which are, whose idea is this anyway? <laughs> <laughs> First of all, like, who came up with it? And then yeah. also, why are all these suspicious tech bros into it? Okay. All right. So who came up with it? It's an old idea. Mm-hmm, I In some form or fashion, it's a really old idea, actually. It goes back to the late 18th century. Mm-hmm, that's very old. Yeah. A guy named, that you may be familiar with from American history, named Thomas Paine. I know that name. He wrote some pamphlets? Yes, he wrote pamphlets. Okay. <laughs> it's been a minute. It was in Hamilton. I think it's uh, Eliza or... Oh, for the Skyler sisters. Angelica Thomas that's Payne? singing yeah. about it. Hell I'm yeah. Writing, I've been reading Common Sense from Tom and pa- by Thomas Paine. Yeah. Okay, there we go. He wrote Common Sense, a pamphlet, uh, which was which was all like, uh, you should definitely declare independence and fight for your freedom from Great Britain because they suck. I remember our very mean middle school history teacher liked him. Like that was her favorite historical figure. So that made me scared. <laughs> He's actually slightly kind of cool. Okay. It's cool to like him. Yeah. He's he's not 100% because, psh, you know, no, he, <laughs> duh. He's an old white but, guy. Yeah, but he was kind of cool for his time. Uh, he wrote a pamphlet in 1795 called Agrarian Justice. That sounds bad. Like, I'm not going to like it. <laughs> Farmers of the world <laughs> unite. <laughs> In it, he advocated for a 10% inheritance tax. Mm, Okay, I do like it. And that would pay for a universal uh, basic income of 15 pounds a year. He was doing this in England because that's where he was living. Mm, Uh, 15 pounds a year to everyone. I like it. And an extra 10 pounds a year for people who were in old age. I don't remember the year, the age thing, 60 something or so, you know. I mean, it's probably lower because people died rural early. Yeah, although a lot of that is just infant mortality statistics. Really? You know, you got a bunch of people dying at year zero, then, then it averages down out. the overall average. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, uh, you do still have old people in those societies, just you know, fewer of them. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. It cool. wouldn't be like, oh, I'm forty years old. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Interesting. To put that in perspective, this is when the annual income of a, like a farm worker mm-hmm. would be around twenty three pounds a year okay so it still wouldn't cover everything but pretty good pretty good for the yeah. time like good job thomas Paine. here's a guy that's cooler than thomas Paine, though. <laughs> okay next guy he one-upped him by a lot and actually in this pamphlet that he wrote he calls thomas Paine out and he does this side-by-side <laughs> thing where he's like thomas Paine's bullshit plan <laughs> my cool plan like side by side all right who is bachelor number two <laughs> bachelor number two is another thomas oh thomas spence Battle of the Thomases. Thomas v. Thomas. Yeah. And so he says, you know, hey, he has this fancy 18th century way to put it. You know, I love 18th century like word slams. Like I was reading the Hamilton biography and like it's all just messy bitches. I love it. They're so dramatic. (laughs) Yeah. This guy was very dramatic. He at some point in his life goes to like live in a cave in the wilderness (laughs) so that he can get away from evil society or whatever. I love it. I'm already heads over heels Um, for Thomas number two. Thomas Spence, he says that uh, the working class, first of all, the laborers are the ones who, he doesn't say working class, but the laborers, Mm -hmm. you know, they are the ones who make the landowner's land productive. They're the ones who work it. Okay. 
and their families, the ones who like need the food and stuff, they're the ones who make a market for that produce. So like mm-hmm. when you're saying, oh, the landowner is doing all this productive <laughs> shit. They're not doing shit. Actually, it's the workers who have improved the value of that earth. Yeah, they just like, those guys happen to steal them from indigenous people first. <laughs> so he says, Thomas Paine, why are you satisfied with like a tenth of that inheritance? That should just be everybody fuck yeah so he argues for publicly owning the land and governing it with a democratic self-governing basically he doesn't use the term but like commune yeah pretty much uh he wants universal suffrage for men and women mm-hmm. using the produce of the land to pay for a universal basic income to everyone in the community he doesn't get mathy with it and say how much but mm-hmm. just like we should do this that's awesome was he racist i always have to ask no idea. Okay. Um, oh, uh, I think he does use like a, you know, some slurs. The normal terms or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For that time. Okay. Weird stuff. But he was English, so he probably was racist. Probably, yeah. Okay. Well, I just always got to check before I, before I stand somebody. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, don't just on policy, don't. Don't stand anymore. Don't have heroes, as they say. Yes. And so those are like the old like forerunners. Interesting. I'm surprised it's that old. Yeah, same. Like I was, it's, it's uh, it kind of comes out of nowhere, it seems like. My guess was going to be either quite a bit younger than that or like way, way older, like actually in the Bible. Some ancient Greece guy or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like some, some philosopher was like, wouldn't it be cool? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Zeno. <laughs> the elder. You know, there's, there's varieties of this throughout. The term basic income mm-hmm. was first used, neither of the Thomases used it, but the term basic income that eventually gets kind of developed into UBI or universal basic income mm-hmm. uh, seems to have come from, it was kind of difficult to pinpoint it exactly, but it seems to have come from an English economist. Bachelor number three. Named G.D.H. Cole. It's not a great name, but I can work with it. He had three prior names <laughs> to that, which is awesome. Yeah. Give me the full name. Lay it on me. George, Douglas, Howard, Cole. That's too many first names, guys. Come on, pick one. Yeah, he's the first person to kind of use that term, and so that's where it eventually develops. There's a thing called like the Basic Income Earth Network or something like that uh, that kind of like popularizes or puts out, puts you know, basically modern day puts pamphlets out there saying, what if we do basic income? Mm-hmm. Oh, I want to, I have a question about Spence. Yeah. What year was this and how far away was that from like, Mark's time. Ooh, good question. Thank you. So Thomas Spence put out his criticism of Thomas Paine in his pamphlet. It's from 1797. Okay. Well, with Marx, he's an 18-something, right? Karl Marx, not born yet. <laughs> Damn, this is pretty cutting-edge shit. Yeah, I was impressed with his... You know, again, he didn't use the terms or anything, but it was basically a class analysis of the value of labor and everything. Yeah. And saying, like, who really did the work? Who should get the remuneration That's for it? That's pretty awesome. Good job. I'm going with Bachelor number two. Yeah, better than Thomas Paine. But Thomas Paine is also kind of funny. He's kind of cool. Not bad. We can be friends. And, you know, again, an Englishman from that time and then an American. So probably, you know, racist okay, or something. Yeah. So that's who came up with, who kind of popularized it. Okay. Your next we wanted to talk about the suspicious cast of characters who like it. Mm-hmm. 
I don't trust a tech bro. I told people up front, as soon as I saw Andrew Young, everyone was like, this guy seems cool. And I was like, Mm-mm-mm. how do you make that money? Yeah, those guys are the capitalists of the capitalists. I mean, they're really in it. And I, okay, so it's kind of weird because UBI has had a wide historical cast of supporters. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, here's a couple of very different people who supported a universal basic income. Oh, tell me. Martin Luther King. Okay. Hard to argue with that one. He campaigned for it as part of his poor people's campaign. Nice. Said some sort of a universal basic income would would help, you know, alleviate poverty. Yeah. You know, the shit that got him killed fighting for poor people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And on the other side of the coin, uh, they're not on the same coin. This on is a different a completely pile. completely different terrible coin, <laughs> Richard Nixon. Okay, wait. I'm confused and upset. <laughs> Richard Nixon's was kind of weird and it might not really qualify as universal basic income, I guess, because like it's technically a, a negative income tax. Okay. Uh, this would be great for your taxes, our department. <laughs> Basically, what you have is your normal tax rate, right? Uh-huh. The more money you make, the more money you pay in taxes. And past a certain point of income, you would basically, you know, you would receive money from the government instead, proportional to how much, how poor you are. Oh, okay. That's cool. Until eventually, you know, if you don't make any money, you're just getting a straight up check from the government. I mean, I'm surprisingly for this, Richard Nixon. Yeah. I mean, uh, hey, the guy established the EPA, you know. I mean, yeah. Yeah. That's weird. Was he going to pay for it through like blood sacrifice rituals or? It was mostly through bombed Cambodians. Yeah. Yeah. But the, the guy, <laughs> people sometimes describe him as the uh, as the last liberal president. Jeez. But yeah. Uh, so wide cast of characters. Uh, yeah. What the fuck? In back in the 1930s, you had a guy named Huey Long. Okay. Uh, you ever heard of this guy? No. Should it be Bachelor Four or no? Should he just not be in the running? <laughs> I don't. I don't think so. Okay. He's he's, he's kind of funny. I'm gonna look up a picture. I haven't done that with any of these bachelors. He, <laughs> he looks funny. He looks like uh, the guy who plays. Uh, he looks like Nathan Lane a little bit. He does. Yeah. He's got some Nathan Lane vibes, which I love. Nathan Lane. He's got some very funny faces, too. He's very animated, yeah. Yeah, that's hilarious. Okay, I'm going to look at my other bachelors in the meantime. <laughs> Thomas Spence looked ridiculous. I'd The beard, we'd have to negotiate on. <laughs> Not sure. He also has this horribly ugly engraving on Wikipedia. He looks like a gremlin. It's not a good look. Woof. Is Thomas Paine hot? Oof, no. Not, not hot either. Oh, man. So far, it's Huey Long, who might be bad. He ran Louisiana's, like, his own personal dictatorship, so... (laughs) Okay, no, that's a no for me. All right, here's how we're going to do it. We're going to play a clip. The Democratic Party and the Republican Party were just like the old patent medicine drama that used to come around our country. He had two bottles of medicine. He'd play a banjo and he'd, he'd sell two bottles of medicine. One of those bottles of medicine was called Hypopolorum. And another one of those bottles of medicine was called Low Papa Hire. <laughs> Finally, somebody around there said, is there any difference in these medicines? Oh, he said, considerable. They're both good, but they're different. He said, that high popolorum is made from the bark off the tree that we take from the top down. 
And that low papahirum's made from the bark that we take from the root up. <laughs> and the only difference that I have found between the Democratic leadership and the Republican leadership was that one of them was skinning from the ankle up and the other from the ear down when I got to Congress. <laughs> I mean, not bad. I made the, the thinking lady meme face, you know, the one that's like this or this. Mm -hmm. uh, so he was going on a campaign in the 30s called the Share Our Wealth Campaign. Okay. In it, he proposed a, uh, you know, a, a basic income of a minimum annual income of two thousand to three thousand dollars. Okay. Uh, now annual income for but for back then, I mean, you know, so a substantial amount. Yeah, yeah. Wait, what year was this again? In nineteen thirty-four is when he was doing this. <sighs> yeah, lost a fuck ton of money. And a also, you'll love this, a maximum income. I love that so much. I'm marrying this Nathan Lane motherfucker. 300 times the average, uh, you know, the average, whatever the average uh, income of people is, 300 times that, you can't fucking make more money than that. Fuck yeah. That's pretty good. All you had to do was let Huey Long kind of be dictator, you know, but he would give you like folksy speeches and. He seems entertaining. He, he was entertaining and people. <laughs> Back then, you know, we were very polarizing about him. Either you loved him or you hated him. And someone really hated him. They assassinated him. So. Oh, shit. Yeah. Overall, probably not a great dude. Because, <laughs> I mean, he's governor of Louisiana. He didn't get there by being. Yeah, know. probably racist. <laughs> Damn it. There's always that. Yeah. Jesus. You got to check. You got to check your racist guys. <laughs> quick philosophical question do you think it's okay to have a dictator if they're very nice no no because then know. someone's gonna come okay you you have a great dictator all right mm -hmm. not an awesome example because of revisionism but like you have a, a, a dictator that you like maybe they're not perfect but you like them they're doing good stuff mm -hmm. right you have your Lenin, but then what who do you have <laughs> you're stalin yeah all right and it always it always ends up some something happened like that Obviously, yeah. Lenin did shitty things too. We talked about how he wanted oh, to yeah. hang every, you know, hang everybody in that one situation. <laughs> yeah, very bad. Not nice. I mean, but it's okay in a not communist, but you know, in in a liberal situation, everybody's like, oh, you know, Obama, he'll do. He's nice. He'll do nice things. He should <laughs> have the power to like review these drone strikes and like you know, be very agonized about it, but like make a decision. Mm-hmm. And then what, what? You're setting up a very powerful position to have the authority to do what it wants in that. And next time, you might not have a nice guy. Exactly. Yeah. Well, good point. Okay. That was a fun aside. <laughs> Let's talk about who's into it currently and why I'm scared of them. Yeah. So you mentioned tech bros. I'm scared of those. I, don't, I mean, I'm scared of them. I hate them. Yeah. You've got anyone <laughs> from... Uh, Zuckerberg, Ugh. Uh, he wants to support UBI because it would make sure that, it, quote, make sure everyone has a cushion to try new things, which I assume means whatever latest features are on his Facebook app. Yeah, to get their privacy invaded in many different ways. <laughs> uh, Elon Musk supports it. Oh, I hate that guy. 
Elon Musk has supported in a very in a variety of very simplistic ways. He hasn't said like, "Oh, this is what I would do." He's just like, "I agree," <laughs> you know, like stuff like that. Because he's fundamentally a stupid guy. Oh, absolutely. He just shits things out on Twitter and like has a million people willing to take a fucking bullet yeah, for him. He's it's, a dumbass. It uh, is so scary. <laughs> Never get into an argument with a, one of those. It's just, it's terrifying. Oh, yeah, for sure. He can also eat my butt on the record. <laughs> and what? Do we, who do we mention? We mentioned politician wise, you have Andrew Yang. Tulsi Gabbard was also in on that in the oh, primary. She's a loose cannon. Yeah. <laughs> Yang, actually, I was impressed with his website's write-up of it because he had on, like, the FAQs, someone, uh, you know, one of the FAQs was, isn't UBI socialist or communist? Did he say yes? No, he said no. Oh, He says no. Communism is, by definition, a revolutionary movement to create a classless, moneyless, and stateless social order built upon shared ownership of production. And I was like... Dude, you did not say something bad about it, really. That was yeah. kind of good. <laughs> yeah, you weren't like, it's a dictatorship or right. whatever. Yeah. yeah, that's when the government does stuff, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, interesting. Okay. So I was I was impressed with that. You know, he's a socialism. Core principle is the nationalization of the means of production, i.e. the government seizes Amazon and Google. That was a little exaggerating, but like kind of still in the same vein. Not necessarily nationalization, yeah. but, you know taking over uh, the economy. Yeah. Relatively neutral for an American politician. Yeah. I was, that's, I guess that's what (laughs) the sad things we're impressed by. (laughs) Low bar. Oof. We can't even play limbo anymore. (laughs) You were saying like, why do, why do these people support it? Yeah. Why these people are all capitalists. That's, I think what bothers me so much Mm -hmm. about tech bros is, I, I, I lump them in the same category as like certain kinds of liberals, like Hollywood liberals and stuff, where it's like they make a big show of being liberal and doing the right thing being or generous. whatever. Yeah. Being generous. They're yes. rich people, but they are so good, right? Yes. And I'm just like, at the end of the day, we're, no, we can't be friends. <laughs> like yeah. you make your money through really shady ways, especially tech bros. They are after your data. Yeah, unless you are actively out there like leading revolutionary movements or something or organizing <laughs> labor unions, something to show that you're really actually a class traitor and not just mm-hmm. somebody saying something, you know, trying to give a nice little scrap to the workers like, mm-hmm. then you shouldn't be trusted. You're right. Yeah. I thought this was interesting and kind of revealing, though, about uh, about the whole thing. But this is coming again from Yang's. Uh, website he says the freedom dividend represents neither of these concepts referring to communism and socialism he says represents neither of these concepts and actually fits seamlessly into capitalism i hate that really the universal basic income is necessary for the continuation of capitalism through the wave of automation and worker displacement markets need consumers to sell things too UBI is capitalism with a floor that people can't fall beneath. I'm making a very horrified face, listeners. <laughs> He's saying the quiet part out loud there. It's just... He really is. It's um, surprising oh. to come from me. He sees like the writing on the wall that capitalism is kind of in decay. Yeah. And <laughs> he's like, we've got to get through it. it. Yeah. He's Jeez. openly saying, this is pro-capitalist. This is good. 
you know, because of that. Ugh. It's one of those moments where I'm taken out of my bubble. We're like, man, people, people really think this is a good thing, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. Nasty. He's, uh, yeah, basically, these people want more people to have more money that they can take. Yeah, to spend on bullshit. Mosquitoes and vampires are pro-blood. You know, they, they like you having <laughs> blood in your veins because they get to suck on it. <laughs> so they'll give you blood infusions so they can suck more. Yeah. yeah and, and another thing. Oh, but these people stand to lose a lot of money because of the taxes and stuff. Okay, well, they're gambling that they can get the same sort of exemptions and breaks and loopholes and whatever other, you know, ways they can get around the tax mechanism that you put in place Mm -hmm. to get this because they already do that. Yeah, yeah. They're betting that they're going to be able to beat that too and pay zero dollars in taxes as, you know, Amazon did for for the last five years or something. It's... Not a bad gamble, given our current political parties. Honestly, yeah. Yeah, good fucking point. Oh, now I'm sad. (laughs) I think this is my last question. Has anyone tried this? Has it worked? Was it bad? Who did it? So no one's put into place a full uh, universal basic income, right? A full Mm -hmm. takes care of everything. That hasn't been done. There have been some pilot programs and of partial UBIs with generally positive results, as well as some examples of of partial UBI programs in place. Okay. So one example would be in Macau. Where's that? Which is in China. It's like a a city, like a special zone. Uh, Okay. The southeastern region of China. It was in one of my pirate romance books. Okay. Ah, Got it. There you go. (laughs) Uh, They came up with the wealth partaking scheme in 2008, and it's still around. It currently gives around... uh, $1,200 $1,200 US dollars. So okay. I don't remember what unit it was for them, but about that to every permanent resident and about $750 to every non-permanent resident okay. in Macau. It's not bad. Very small scale because it's a very small place, but it's something. It's gone on for a, a long time. So, and there haven't been really like complaints about it. Mm-hmm. It seems like that's working for them. Okay. Interesting. Iran was kind of a negative case. Iran (laughs) started it in 2010. I don't remember what their payout was, but they tried it briefly and people started complaining because it was blowing a hole in their budget. And they were like, why are we paying all this money to rich people? You know, they were complaining that the rich Mm. people were getting money. Okay. And so they started like capping it. And basically it ends up turning into like a subsidizing scheme to help prop people up, but it, it was no longer universal and stuff. They took that away. Okay. One that is here in America is Alaska. Interesting. The state of Alaska has a universal basic income. What the fuck? They started it in 1982. (laughs) That's a long time ago. Yeah, it's called the Alaska Permanent Fund. And they wrote an amendment to their constitution and put it in there. It's written into the constitution of Alaska. That's pretty fucking cool, Alaska. Good job. It's uh, the only genuine, like, universal basic income system in terms of that's been tried here anyway. It was started by Jay Hammond. Okay. Their Republican governor at the time. Interesting. And it's built off of oil revenues. Oh, okay. Basically, they take all the oil revenues or whatever, they add it to their permanent fund, which is just, you know, it's essentially a big retirement fund, kind of. It's a trust fund or mutual fund sort of situation. A big mm-hmm. pile of money that they manage. They put the revenues from that in there and, and keep that fund going. And they disperse a set amount based on however 
they do that year. Most recently, uh, it dispersed $992 a person for people who had lived in Alaska for a full year and intend to remain residents. Do you think that's like to get the population up? <laughs> I imagine so. It's, you know, some of the other kind of arguments for it was that they would, it's, it was kind of a fair way to, a fair way to disperse this sort of thing. And um, this thing that they all felt that they collectively had. Okay. Yeah. I think there was also, cause initially when they put it in, there was like a libertarian guy who was like trying to mm. push it forward too. So I think he was looking maybe to make sure that, they just did this. It was simple and they didn't do anything like Medicare expansion or stuff like that. <laughs> Something crazy. Yeah. Handouts. Okay. Interesting. What a wide cast of characters. Yeah. I don't, like I said, all partial, no full mm-hmm. big old thing. And $992, yeah. not a whole ton. It's not. But it has been tried. It just hasn't been tried in terms of a full, a full basic income. Well, cool. I think that was all my questions. All right. My question for you is what do you think about it? Final verdict. Final verdict. I think I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. I would rather spend my time and energy on getting health care or housing or some other tangible good. This feels like a way to feed into capitalism. And yeah, I'm not into that. Same. I think it ultimately... <laughs> accepts capitalism instead of fighting it yeah yeah it's like hey everyone needs more money right that's the problem let's give everyone a little bit more money and then they can spend it and get the things that they want when really the problem is that they shouldn't have to be buying a lot of those things yeah i give it a a c plus it's interesting but not for me i'm an old man (laughs) tastes different (laughs) Tastes different. That's my motto now. I love it. A nice way to tell. Not it's not that nice, but it's really not. It's very backhanded. I'm still going to use it. Yeah. All right. So verdict is we are not really in favor <laughs> of it. It's not bad necessarily <laughs> if <laughs> you do it the right. It's a lot of things have to fall right for it to be good. It's another. Yeah. Problem. Yeah. I agree. That they would have to safeguard the fuck out of it, the whole inflation rate, the, you know, making sure people can't weasel fuck their way out of taxes. Like, there's just so many different things that would have to happen. And like we mentioned before, if you can do that, you can probably do something better. Mm -hmm. If you have the political power to pull (laughs) off UBI, you can probably do something better. Yeah, I agree. And if the capitalists are willing to concede to you, UBI, you should be pushing them for more because they're very yeah. afraid. <laughs> yeah, you should be side-eyeing them. I was right to be suspicious. Never trust a tech bro. Yeah. Cool. All right, you want to move on? Yeah, let's do it. All right, this week we have some catching up to do. Um, recently on Instagram, I played a little game with our uh, Insta followers for our Noam Chomsky episode, I okay. teased out different facts about Noam Chomsky to see who would guess who we were talking about first. Ah, all right. Okay. Who won? The first person to get the correct answer. I'm not sure how to pronounce your name. I'm just going to do my best here. Seanan Byrne on Instagram. So congrats. Nice. Seanan Byrne. You awesome. did it. Uh, next, we have Xander. Nice, Xander. Congratulations. You also got it. Woo! Hannah, good job. Good job, Hannah. 
And Kayla, I know she's a loyal listener. Thank you. Kayla, hey, thanks for all the suggestions. All right. And JT. JT, woo. All right. All right. Good job, y'all. Yeah, very good guesses. I give you a gold star. I can't, you know, remotely. Through our digital learning here, I'm giving you a gold star. (laughs) Yeah, just know that it's there. (laughs) Awesome. All right, so good job to our Smarty Pants listeners who got that. Made sure that we gave you that shout out. Sorry, it's a few weeks late, but we're done. It's okay. (laughs) Credit where credit is due, even if it's for late credit. All right. Next time. What will you teach me? Let's do a project where we learn about Che Guevara. Okay. That's the guy on the shirts. He's the guy in the <laughs> shirt. Yeah. He's he's the guy looking up into the brave future. Yeah. He's hot. I guess. That's what I always get from that image. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about the life and times of Che Guevara, what he went through, how he kind of influenced the Cuban revolution. And yeah, let's do that. Cool. Okay. I'm excited. I know nothing. So yeah. In the meantime, if you just can't get enough communism, which I get in these trying times, you can find us on social media. We are on Twitter at Teach Communism. We are on Instagram at Teach Me Communism. You can email us at Gmail, which is teachmecommunism at gmail.com. If you want to send in an episode suggestion for a subject, you know, a movie we should check out, a book we should read, whatever. Um, if you want to send in a correction or just compliments, I will always take a compliment. <laughs> yeah, we'll read those yeah. for sure. Uh, speaking of compliments, make sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. That would be great. Please. It really helps people find the show. Um, and also just yeah. share with your friends, you know, if you only use Spotify for some reason, which I get, um, you know, share that link out. Yeah, tell them it's cool. Tell them to listen to it. You know, maybe don't do the awkward listen to it with them thing because oh, I always sucks. I always feel awkward when I listen to a podcast with someone. Although we did, I did share the Tribbles with you successfully. Yeah, you gotta be like on a car ride. Captive audience, nothing to do. <laughs> you can't roll out of the car. <laughs> Trap your friends. That's everyone's homework this week. Trap a friend. Force them into communism. There you go. Yeah, parody. Um, <laughs> parody, parody. <laughs> we have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash teach me communism. There you can find our notes for episodes. We're gonna be uploading Grady's notes here. I didn't do any homework. Uh yeah, you didn't do any any notes this time, but that's okay. You were still <laughs> a great student with great questions that helped guide my research to bring to the table. So thank you for that. Yeah. Oh, also we'll be posting pictures of our cats. Make sure you vote for Remy. <laughs> you can vote for Remy, the Prince, the self-admitted, ad- <laughs> self-described prince, or you can vote for the revolutionary black cat, Dangent. This is now a competition. <laughs> <laughs> I run the social media. I can delete all the comments voting for Dangent. <laughs> That's true, and you're editing this episode, so you can just delete this. <laughs> <laughs> I won't do that. Okay. Well, like I said, thanks for being a great student. Hey, thanks. Thanks for teaching me. Yeah, anytime. And listeners, you can check in with us next time. On another episode of Teach Me Communism, where the class struggle is always in session. All right. I'm going to go eat a pizza. Bye. That sounds delicious. Bye. Bye.